Welcome back to the Better Way podcast. Um, today we're doing it a bit differently. So normally you listen to my stories and you listen to the things that I say, but today I have a guest. Today we're going to have a conversation. And so my guest today is Veronica. Veronica, how do I pronounce your second name? Mari. Mari. I don't know anyone to say Mamari. Yeah. Mamari. <laughs> Mamari. So yeah, Veronica Mari, we were in the same high school for a very long time. And interestingly, today is the first time I'm meeting with her after 12 years. 12 years since we finished high school. And so, have we been well? Welcome. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited to be here. Yeah, most, most welcome. Have you been okay? I've been good. All is well? Good. Fantastic. So, we're going to be talking about friendships today. So, friendship tends to evolve differently, especially as you continue to grow and, and, and as you get older. And it can cause a lot of pain. can be the source of a lot of joy, but also the source of a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. So I had a very close friend, and I hope he doesn't listen to this one. But <laughs> <laughs> I had a very close friend um, before we got married, okay? Mm-hmm. So he was involved with the wedding um, at a certain capacity. Mm-hmm. And something happened. So basically, we were doing business. He was one of the suppliers. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing business together. We had an agreement and all that. After the wedding was done, for whatever reason, he didn't deliver fully what he was supposed to deliver. Mm-hmm. And... As a result, he just, he, and for some reason, he just kept quiet. Like, mm-hmm. literally just went quiet. So I was asking him, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Did we do something wrong? Mm-hmm. Did I not pay you enough? Could have just simply told me. You look at the message, blue ticks, and that's it. You call Jeez, him, doesn't yeah. pick up the phone. And Veronica, we were close friends with this guy. When this happened, I did not understand what happened. Till this day, he's never said what, what exactly happened. Yeah. But he just went quiet. So I talked to some of my close friends. I normally ask them, please. When you're done, just yeah, tell me. Yeah. Tell me, tell me you've done something mm. wrong and I've cut you off. I don't know if you've had such experiences with friendships. Yo, okay, firstly, that's that to me is surprising. Um, yes, I have had experiences like that. <laughs> the blue tick experiences. Um, hmm, I think it's very mature like to be able to say our friendship is over. I don't think I've been okay. There's only one conversation I've been in like that, and it was just like a toxic friendship. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones where you're just like, I bet if you continue like this, like my life will go a different direction. Uh-huh. So we actually met up and at a coffee shop, uh-huh. talked about it, and then just decided like, yeah, we can't talk anymore because this is like an unhealthy friendship. That's wow. the only one where it's been formal like that. That's a very mature way of doing it. Yeah. It's like a breakup. Just like a, it was like a breakup. It's like we can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not you, it's me. Did you? <laughs> yeah, but it was more of like it's not it's not me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> um and then like I moved cities, so we just didn't talk after that. But I think that friendship was based on proximity. Okay. Like we just happened to live next to each other. Mm-hmm. So then you just like, hey, you wanna you wanna meet up for dinner, you wanna go mm-hmm. for a walk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then just became like a toxic friendship. Mm-hmm. So that's my only experience of like a formal conversation. Okay. Then I think I've had experiences where you kind of like double like, hey, are we good kind of thing? And then realizing, okay, like some friends are less emotional than others. I don't know if I would call it emotional or if it's like a maturity thing, but some friends are able to like be honest with you. Um, some one friend was just like, yeah, yeah, we're good. It's like life has just changed. That's all. Um, other times, I think I've learned that silence isn't separation. Cause that used to like really make me think, oh gosh, like like one of my closest friends now from the US. Now when I moved, things were so different. And I was like, oh, this is like a really important friendship to me. Like, are we still friends? And then I think I've become comfortable with busyness. Cause when we do meet up now, it's one of those like one hour conversations, two hour conversations. 
yeah so like also like i've learned to stop overthinking so much and just like if there's a genuine like um connection like if something is happening and hey you want to come through for this like i've learned to be okay with that something you mentioned before we started this yeah talk about that a bit okay so i'm reading this book uh mm-hmm. it's called the tipping point mm-hmm. uh it's just about like how small things make big big changes but this particular portion was talking about how people like when you ask them also oh, like why are you friends with your friends most people will say because we have similar values or we share similar opinions or similar ideas but what the author is saying when those friends were now interviewed separately they actually didn't have many values in common so he was saying most of us um actually make friends based on proximity or activities like oh i like lo- i like soccer so i'll make friends with the people who are in that soccer group mm-hmm. so i don't know that just kind of like made me think like are our friends as intentional as we think they are i don't know i mean okay okay so let's look at it this way so yeah. if you look at the bible for example it says that um two cannot talk together unless they agree mm-hmm. so what i take from that is there has to be a point of agreement for any kind of friendship to yeah. to be sustained mm-hmm. what you brought out is an interesting point there's that friendship by proximity especially with childhood mm-hmm. friendships your friends because in a neighborhood so like in, in the apartment where we live the neighborhood where we stay a lot of kids there i was looking at the kids how they play together and i think to myself It's very interesting that mm-hmm. in another 20 years these kids may not even remember each other at yeah. all may not even remember I remember my mom used to tell me used to come and tell me Josh kulukonga ni rafiki yako vile mkomdogo you guys were small mm-hmm. used to used to talk so we used to sit in a big compound with a fence with this um this uh, what kind of fence are they called these thorn bushes basically mm-hmm. so you could see through it mm-hmm. so you could actually see your neighbor on the other side so she was telling me that I used to have a friend on the other side who used to talk with a lady a girl rather who used to talk with on the other side it's like umkumbuki don't remember this girl it used to be yeah. like you were good friends you guys used to talk and how do i remember that yeah that was i was like seven years old mm. or five years old how do i remember but you see at that point there's that aspect of proximity you're to, you're together and so and so as a result you become naturally become friends you become closer your acquaintances mm. but for something to be sustained i think there has to be an ag- a point of yeah. agreement yeah the question is do friendships break because that point of agreement has left mm. like for example in your case yeah there was something that you you that's that was an issue of values actually for yeah you. it was an issue of values that exactly. means the summer you guys did not agree on yeah. it was so important for you that mm. it no longer finished so yeah. you think that those values are what sustain friendships even though you've read what you've read do you fully agree with it you know there's so many levels to it because okay what i've realized about myself i'm an emotional person okay. so i have a hard time with people who are very like just what would i call it you know people who are just like very hard i don't know how to call i don't know mm-hmm. how else mm-hmm. to describe it they just tell you as it is they don't care about feelings it's just yeah <laughs> they're called cholerics 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 are it's a personality type then they don't have those kind of feelings mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll be very they'll be critical to you and yeah. i think we'll talk about personalities because they'll be critical or yeah. they'll mention something but they don't feel anything about yeah. it if yeah. you tell them any criticism or feedback they'll take it but they won't feel anything yeah but, yeah hey i have a hard time with those people <laughs> <laughs> um i think so i realize sometimes values is one thing hmm. but i think how you communicate is more important okay because we don't have to have similar values but if you can at least listen to each other i yeah. think that makes a huge difference yeah because i think even now um Okay so I'm Christian. Um and I'm also a creative like you. Whether it's music or it's film, photography. So in a non-Christian world, that lifestyle is very different. Uh-huh. Um like 
I think you'll, I don't know, a lot of people like either smoke, some do drugs, some drink, which I don't do. So that doesn't stop me from having good interactions with them. And I think I hopefully they don't feel like I'm judging them either. But I think it's just being in that space of listening and also just understanding different functions of friendships. Like maybe we can talk within these boundaries, but then in terms of time, I may not be part of your personal life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I don't think values are necessarily a reason to not have a friendship unless you're not able to respect each other. Okay. Well, that's an interesting point because, okay, I get what you, I get what you mean because also this other friend who, interestingly, yeah. we had, the, we were very contrasting in yeah. personality to a certain degree and some values. But for whatever reason, it just clicked. So yeah. this guy, he's, he's English, he's British. Mm. And so he's part British, part Kenyan. And so if you know anything about the British, just typically they curse a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they <laughs> just curse a lot. Uh-huh. And for him now, he's one of those personalities that say, is now the sanguine personality. So a sanguine personality is very expressive. Okay. okay? They're very expressive. All yeah. of their emotions are on their sleeves. Mm. They, they feel what they feel and they speak as they want to speak. Yeah. And so that's how he was. For, and he's loud on mm. top of that. So for me, that's the opposite. I am not loud. Yeah. I am not, I don't like drawing attention to myself. Yeah. But he, on the other hand, doesn't feel like he doesn't feel shame, uh, shy about it. Mm. But for whatever reason in college, we were really, really good friends. Yeah. And I think the reason why we were really good friends, again, maybe point of agreement, was because of his focus in his studies. He was a super focused guy mm. in school. Mm. And I really admired that. And being together with him really sharpened me because now you always have, like, you have to be on toes. So yeah. whenever I'd miss a class, he'd be like, Josh, how, why are you missing classes? Mm. And he'd cast him, like, Josh, why are you missing classes? Like, yeah. <laughs> and all those things. Yeah. And that was, I think that was our point of agreement. Yeah. And that's why that friendship lasted to a certain degree. Mm. But after a while, values start coming to the surface. Yeah. Okay. And because our value system was very, very different, things decided to fade away. He also moved countries mm-hmm. and all those things. I love the guy, but we got to a place whereby yeah. just even he's the one who was pulling away. Oh. I tried to, yes, he was actually the one. I didn't even pull away. Yeah. I was really trying to just grow together, maybe get better together and all that, but I was never judgmental mm-hmm. of anything. Yeah. But it was those ones for he started to now pull yeah. away. So yeah. at, at, at some point for me, I feel like at some point, the your core values mm-hmm. something that does not touch on your core values you know the, those things that people say the hills that you're willing to die on those things that you know i cannot compromise on these okay. things okay. so if somebody does not subscribe to similar values mm-hmm. or contradicts to that is yeah. it's very hard for that thing to be sustainable in yeah. my opinion so let's talk about friends and there are so the, the i think i don't want to see dj so someone who talks about types of friendships so they said that there's friendship for a reason, mm-hmm. a season, and for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about friendship for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever had situations where this friend just came for this purpose and they left? Or do you ever feel, or if you look back at it, do you ever feel like, I think this person was here just for this particular reason and finished? Yeah, I think definitely the friends who like maybe I needed to open up more mm-hmm. or um, to push me in a certain field. Like, you know, those people who just like, carry a passion for whatever you're doing and mm. just encourage you in that so selflessly. Mm. I think I've definitely had those or some maybe in like a low spiritual side of my life, um, especially like transitioning from, because I went through this period was, I don't know how to describe. I don't know. I was kind of like in between churches, which seems to be a common theme. <laughs> <laughs> and I think in that moment, I needed someone who could speak to what I was trying to seek God for. Yeah, so I think I've had one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that this one I was telling you about was probably for a reason. Yeah. I think that, and the reason was, I think that I was very closed off to people who 
are like-minded with me. Okay. okay. So who think like me, talk like me, behave like me and believe mm-hmm. on that I believe in. Mm-hmm. And engaging with him allowed me to open up and realize that the world is not closed off like that. And because mm-hmm. I think that the Bible talks about being um, uh, a sheep amongst wolves, something okay. of the sort. Mm-hmm. So because we are we are full of all different kinds of people in, across the world, okay. I think that those people who will open you up to see how you can best manage those interactions without being judgmental, yeah. without, being, without feeling like you're any better than them mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and I think that this was one of those friendships. I really love that guy, by the way. Son of such yeah. a such a wonderful, wonderful individual. Very mm-hmm. smart, very brilliant. And I think that our interaction really made me realize, made me realize how to engage with somebody, how to sit next to somebody yeah. who will cast like a sailor and not free, and not be like, why is this guy talking like this? Yeah. And not be so uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, not allowing that to rub off on you. Because yes. if that if your core value doesn't allow you to subscribe to that, yeah. you need to be careful to ensure that it doesn't again yeah. rub off rub off on you. Yeah. Let's talk about friends for a season. So that those friendships again, so seasonal friendships, mm. those ones which come and they yeah, go. Yeah. Maybe even be the same friend who comes, goes, then comes again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have I had such a situation? Seasonal friend. How is the season different from a reason? Those are stages in life. Yeah. Okay. For example, high school is a stage yeah. in life. Yep. Schooling is a stage in life. And yep. that's and that those friendships that will be sustained simply because I think that's the one for proximity. Okay. Simply because you're in the same school. Yeah. I think with the moment when that passes, people grow. Yeah. And you do other things. You realize that that's not the kind of circle that I wanted. Everybody yeah. had their own journey. Actually, in school, I'm not in school. In church, when I was, I think I, when I was about like 11 or 12, I had this group of friends, this mm-hmm. group of guys we used to hang out with in church a lot. Mm-hmm. Always used to sit. Same place. Same number, there were six of us, I remember. Mm-hmm. And everybody Squad. used to go. Like, they, it was the click. That yeah. was the click. <laughs> People knew us for yeah, that. Yeah. And so at such and I remember one day when we in, the, in one service, there's a pastor who came and he spoke and he said, You guys, if you look at the friend that you're sitting next to right now, let me tell you, he said that 20 children did not play for 20 years, will not play together for 20 years. And so that the friends that you have right now yeah. may not be the friends that will in fact he said will not be the friends that you'll have in the yeah. next 20 years. I remember looking at the guys at Leeds versus guy saying it's so negative. I can never forget like what is it? <laughs> your boys, there's no way this yeah. is ever gonna change. Yeah. In that group of friends, I only talk to one person. That's because I guess my cousin. So the rest of yeah. the other four, they all they all went their own way. Yeah. We have, we do not talk. We're not yeah. in communication or anything like that. Yet at that time, it felt like this is like a forever kind of thing. But it was a stage. The moment those guys went, in fact, the moment those guys went to high school, that was it. So they went to boarding school. Now it's a day scholar. So they all went to boarding school and they did their thing. Yeah. And so I think that it's important for us not to force issues yeah. beyond certain stages. But when you're able to be intuitive, to realize, okay, this one came for this reason only for that reason alone, to push me or to elevate me to something. Yeah. This other person, or maybe I was the one who's supposed to help them. Yeah. This other person was for this stage. Mm-hmm. We were together in the same church, same school. When that yeah. changed, same country. When that changes, it seems like it was no longer sustainable. Yeah. But I think those ones for a lifetime have to be. They're very rare. They're very few. Mm-hmm. And for they sure. cannot be sustained without certain values, certain points, yeah. certain points of agreements. Yeah. You mentioned something about expectations. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that really, really, it, it hurts a lot of people. Yeah. So I had a fr- I have this very close friend of mine. We're still close to today. Mm. And 
he he's out of the country at the moment um we got a scholarship to go out to the country and when we got that scholarship i was like goodness i'm gonna lose another friend like i have few i have like three now one is my wife <laughs> i'm gonna lose this other one <laughs> and you see i remember when he was going my wife was like so we're gonna be hanging out with now we're gonna spend <laughs> Because it's so few, you yeah. know? And so I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I remember when 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 he left and and we were talking with him, I just, uh, we were having a conversation and said, so how, like, how is this going to work? You mm-hmm. understand? I told, I just told him one thing, just because he's not a person f- who you could always easily get on phone, but we were neighbors. At some point we were neighbors, like we literally lived in the same building. That's so we were close. Cool. It was, yeah. let me tell you, it was awesome because... Before we got married, now we'd, we'd go, we'd spend time at his house, yeah. we'd eat supper at his house, he comes eat supper at my house, ah, all those things. It. it was an awesome thing. Yeah. Eventually, my wife came, yeah. we got married, so I left that place, yeah. we got another place. But we're still really good friends. Yeah. Very, very good friends. Every In every stage, in every shift, we've really been tight, and the, and the friendship has really been sustained through yeah. and through. So now when he was leaving, I felt like, oh, now this one, mm. I don't know how it's going to stay. But I asked him for one thing. I told him, my guy, all I ask is that you pick up your phone. That's it. Just have your phone on. Yeah. That's it. Because I know that when he's around, he's not picking up his phone as often, but he'd always meet often. Mm. But he said, no problem, I'll do that. Yeah. And he's been very faithful to it. Okay. And he's very, very faithful to it. We talk. When we talk, we can talk for hours. Yeah. And it's never felt like that gap. We've never really felt that gap, even yeah. though he's not been here for quite a while. Yeah. And so I think that there's that need for being intentional. So let's talk about that. How how invest like do you do you think that it calls for us to be intentional and to invest in our friendships in order for them to be sustained do you think that sometimes they just they break off not because it was a season but because we just didn't play our part and that's that part 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. yeah um okay so so i used to be like really sensitive mm-hmm. like the kind of person who's like okay texted which means now it's your turn <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm like a triple texter, so that's just growth for me. Anyway, you're a, you're a triple, a triple texter. Like I'll even, I'll literally, I'll message like three times, even if you don't reply. Okay. Like I think that thing just wore off. Like okay. before, I really saw it as like balance ne- means everything needs to be equal. Okay. And then I think I started realizing, okay, I have friends who they really suck at texting. Okay. When we meet in person, they're a hundred percent there. Okay. So now I think part of it has been learning. Okay, yes, the all things we need to grow in, right? Mm. But now also learning what's my what's this other person's how where are they strongest at? Mm. Is it like do they prefer calls? Do they prefer texts? Mm-hmm. Um because I was thinking there was a time I was even obsessed with memes and then I was like, they're not even laughing at my memes. <laughs> <laughs> but then when we're on a phone call, it's like three hour conversations. Mm. I think like learning what mode of communication works best with this person. Yeah. That's part of the intentionality. So I used to hate phone calls. I don't know if you've ever been in that phase where it's like, you just feel anxious. You're like, oh my gosh, it's the worst thing. And then when they don't pick up, you're like, oh, fuchs. <laughs> <laughs> but I think learning, yeah. okay, I have friends who, if I actually want a real conversation with them, it's yeah. only going to happen like for long distance friendships, yeah. that is. It's only going to happen via phone call. Yeah. Or the people maybe, you know, I was thinking about it. We spend a lot of time at work yeah. or at home sleeping. And now the time remaining is things you like doing. Yeah. So if you don't share those things you like doing in common, yeah. the number of times you're going to meet up are severely limited. Yeah. So I think learning how can I fit into that space? Like, I think one of the things I do now and that I'm intentional about because a lot of people are working from home. Yeah. Hey, do you know co-work today? And that's us hanging out because outside of that, you might not. Yeah. 
um, or just honestly, I, I think I've become okay with badgering people and not taking things personally. Like if they don't get back to me, they're probably tired. And I think I've had conversations with friends where they're like, yeah, sometimes like I feel like um, interacting with someone requires me to have energy or this. And I'm like, hey, it's like, like having that conversation, like with me, it's low pressure. We don't have to be actually doing anything quote unquote interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so like now, but that also also depends on the depth of your friendship, like uh. being okay with like low maintenance friendships. Like we don't have to meet up for coffee, but is there something we can do in between there? Uh. Um, and then um, recently, like, I think just learning about myself. I, th- I used to think I was an open person because I was an oversharer. So I was like, yeah, if I'm an oversharer, obviously I'm open. Um, turns out it doesn't work like that. So, is it? yeah. Explain, how is that different? Like, if if you overshare, yeah. aren't you being open? No. Okay. So, um, you know, sometimes oversharing can, sometimes you can share it's easy to share your thoughts. Yeah. You can share your thoughts with literally anyone, but to share your heart, how you feel, I feel like now that's oh. a different level of vulnerability. Because okay. there's a difference between, I think, information and um, actually being vulnerable with who you are. Okay. So okay. I think I was very heavy on like information. Like, okay. I can share these things with you. Okay. Oh, I'm learning this about psychology, yeah. but then there's no actual connection. Okay. Got it. That's, that makes sense. Makes sense. sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, like I had like a realization that I wasn't open. I don't know. I don't remember who was the first person who told me but then I told my friends hey um, I've come to realize I'm not very straightforward and they both started laughing instantly because that's something they noticed about me um, so I think also just like creating a space where people can give you feedback mm. and now being able to tell people hey like it would be nice if you can have those conversations like if you feel like I'm being guarded let me know mm. stuff like that or I'm giving you permission like if you feel like I'm sleeping up somewhere I'm giving you room to tell me and it's important. So, do you feel like you have to tell your friends that? Yeah, they you have don't to tell know. them. Yeah, they don't. Because otherwise, it's, it's very hard for you to to tell your friend or to critique your friend. Like yeah. for me, I, my personality type is not one to critique easily. Yeah, it's, I find it very hard. No yeah. matter how simple the critique mm-hmm. is, I find it very hard to do so. Okay. And at the same time, receiving it is also some work. Yeah, yeah. But I remember telling my friends. I just told them. But if you see me doing something stupid, please. Yeah. Please tell me. I'm yeah. being stupid. Just tell me. Like, you'd rather... But they, and I think it's important for you to tell them. Yeah. Because me, they could have that kind of personality like, type like myself. Mm-hmm. I find it very hard to share some negative criticism. Mm-hmm. And you might find yourself slipping up, doing something stupid. They're watching you do that something stupid, they're, but they're feeling afraid yeah. to tell you. And I think that that comes also with habit. You, you have to create that atmosphere by... As we talk, yeah. I'll be like, ask for feedback. Yeah. You see, when you ask somebody for feedback, they know they'll see how you receive it and know mm-hmm. that, okay, if I tell somebody, this guy, this, they'll be able to receive this kind of feedback. Yeah. They'll, they, they'll take it well, they'll be okay with it, or they don't take it well, you see? Yeah. And so I think it's important for you to create that. At the end of the day, I normally say, you cannot control what other people do mm. or say, but you can control how you respond. Mm. So even in friendships, is your part. And I think that it's important to understand your part, understand, and create that room for people to be able yeah. to share, to be able to, to share with you and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know if I wanted to add anything on the same. Yeah, I think, I don't know, have you used this phrase, um, you're my honest feedback? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <That's that. laughs> I love that because I think sometimes that's how I try people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you want me to tell you what I really think? But you know, the moment you say that, it's scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very scary thing. Yeah. Your honest feedback. It's yeah. Very scary, yeah. But I've had people who've straight up said, no, I just want you to listen right now and yeah. that's okay. okay um so i think that that is part of it but i've also realized um going back to the intentionality part if you're maybe you have a friend who is like me <laughs> 
and maybe they're a bit defensive because I think that is another thing is being given feedback it's a whole it, it depends on how you're the meaning you're attaching to it because yeah. for some people it means power yeah. like if you're telling me about my life it's like this assumption that you're better than me which yeah. it's not what friendship is it's like iron sharpens iron right yeah. we're both learning from each other but not everyone has that experience maybe they've been in a space where okay if i'm open i'm judged or if i'm open then it means i'm weak or um I don't feel strong enough to actually change this habit in my life and me opening up that conversation means I need to confront it and I don't feel I can. Yeah. So I think it's now giving that people the reassurance of what feedback means which it's cuz I feel like I don't expect honesty from you if I'm not willing to work with you. I feel like that's kind of unfair because it's like you just opened up now now you're walking it alone, mm-hmm. you know. So let's finish it this way. Let's talk about when friendships end. A very, very painful thing mm-hmm. when when it comes to when when that happens. But let's talk about maybe two or three ways that two or three reasons maybe why friendships end. Yeah. Why do you think friendships end? One, I think um outside of basing emotional maturity. Um I think something I noticed, I think just going back to personal growth process for me and learning oh okay this is how i react when i feel this way when i feel triggered some people will tell you off the bat like like i feel like you're i don't i feel like you're overreacting or i feel others will just be quiet until a point like i this person is too much for me then they disappear yeah. so i think that's one of them it's when the person you're interacting with has an area for growth but maybe you're not for some reason you choose not to tell them or mm. maybe they've rejected like your you I don't know one of the two mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's one of them for me okay can you outgrow somebody yeah in what way if you're having the same conversations all the time and yeah you know friends for a good time not a long time <laughs> <laughs> i get you yeah so when it, when it feels like Okay, for me the way I I ex- experience it is maybe I'm not able to tell you about a book I'm reading or I'm not able to tell you about something God is telling me assuming that it's a Christian friendship which is not always the case. Or if this an area of self-reflection and I'm not able to share that with you because mm-hmm. it means all our interactions are just about surface things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you feel that car, hey, this is awkward when I'm telling them about this thing or if I'm trying to um step into this new course, we're not able to talk about um this is why I'm trying to take my career to if those conversations are uncomfortable or they're not as interested I'm just like I've come now to the point where I'm realizing okay that's going to actually impact the trajectory of my life so mm-hmm. okay. just, yeah. but however can somebody be everything though like one friend can't be everything no they can that's a good point I'm surprised this hasn't come up sooner yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no one can be everything for you so I think which is why I was kind of wrestling with the idea of a reason season in a lifetime I think I've learned to Okay, this is an an example, a recent example. I had a really hard time at work and the first two people that came to my mind I was just like, "Hey, I need you to pray for me. This is what I'm experiencing." But I can't necessarily do that with everyone. They may not know what to do with that information, mm, you know? Yeah. And some people I think it's also realizing what you need. Like I have friends where I know like spiritually if I'm trying to like, you know, up up myself, this is who I can talk to. There's somewhere like If I reach out about something they'll give me like practical examples like here there's some resources here some tools and then there's some which is like more career conversations you know mm-hmm. so I think I've become okay with that yeah there's always that balance I think that sometimes you can have unhealthy expectations for one friend yeah you can be like yeah. because I can't tell you about 
they can't tell about mm. my spiritual life yeah. or the fact that I'm not able to pray right now then you're not a good friend what's mm. the purpose of this friendship you see yeah. but I don't think everybody can be everything to you it can't even just not with possible. family there's some things that like if I go and talk to my mom about yeah. I feel very comfortable having those conversations with her because yeah. I know what I'll expect what I'll anticipate coming out of her because yeah. people people will see things differently from different perspectives and I think that is important for you again that's why even as you grow older mm-hmm. as an adult I think it's important for you to be intentional with the person that you call your friend you have acquaintances kind of very many acquaintances yeah. but the person that you call your friend you have to be very careful about it because they influence they have a, a, a large part of them will influence you mm-hmm. they will go through many stages of your life yeah. and you'll need to invest intentionally invest in the relationship in order for it to grow you understand you can't yeah. just, an acquaintance can be sustained by anything yeah but on friend for a good time yeah <laughs> so it's just good times will come and go those are just acquaintances mm. but but I think a solid friend requires you to be very, very intentional about yeah. it and all that. Anything final remark? Define what a good friendship is to you and be that person. I think ultimately when you become your idea of a good friend, you start attracting, naturally you start attracting people like that. Um, so I think have a vision for your friendships and think about where you're going with your life. And then I think other things start falling into place more clearly. Um, but I think there's also room for, I don't understand why we're friends and how we, connect as you're saying based on how many differences we have but you're here right now and enjoy your company and i think that's a thing too but yeah at the end of the day as you said like just guarding your own heart your own well-being 100 i think friendship is almost like smoke you need to be very careful who you hang around because it's gonna rub off on you eventually mm. understand no matter yeah. how much the longer you stay there the longer it rubs off on you so the question yeah. is whoever you call your friend what kind of influence do they have on you how yeah. strong how that's why I'm saying values are so important because yeah. eventually, eventually those values will be rubber for you. And I remember somebody once said that that sometimes you can be friends with somebody because you want to pull them up. But at the same time, the person who's quote-unquote lower, mm. it's much easier for them to pull you down than it is for you to pull them up. Mm. Thanks, Veronica. Thank you for having me. It was a lot me. of fun. This was great. Maybe another time? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Let me know. Awesome. I'll be here. Fantastic. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye-bye.